You're listening to Bad Plans, a weekly Dungeons & Dragons show. We are live on Twitch every Wednesday at 9pm Central. Find out more at WeMakeBadPlans.com. Enjoy the show! Last week, after a dangerous trek through the wilds, you reached the gates of the ruins of Stillgate, where the wagon man Mortimer was waiting for you. Rumored to be one of the most devastated cities in the wake of the plague, it was said that nobody got out of Stillgate, not a single soul. It would seem now that the rumors were true, though not in the way you expected. Every once living thing inside the city is trapped in an undead, timeless, frozen stasis. As Mortimer described it, a magic sits over the city from wall to wall, trapping the souls inside in some cruel, dream-like state. The dead themselves don't seem to realize they're dead. During the day, they're frozen in time and space, though at night, they move again, going about their business as if all was well. When the sun rises, they freeze again in a sort of cruel repetition of the same day, over and over. As Mortimer carefully escorted you through the city streets, he explained that in the dream state, the undead can be disturbed by anything that seems out of place. If they become aware, they begin to wake up, and things can get ugly. To traverse this nightmare, one not only has to be careful, but must be willing to play along and act as though you belong here. This created some tense moments, uh, but all in all, the party managed to perform and deceive the denizens of the city and moved through largely without issue. That is, until Belrissa made a terrifying discovery. A large, menacing stone statue in a gothic courtyard of a mansion brought back a flood of memories that returned in a torrent of pain. Belrissa, your magical tattoo began to burn and grow as it snaked its way further up and around your torso, the pain indescribable you remembered. You'd made a pact, a deal one that you'd nearly forgotten until now. The pain was so bad, you keeled over and screamed. Though Jeshi did his best to help, the situation did not go unnoticed. The dead began to wake, thousands of them, and you were forced to run. Mortimer led you down an alley and was able to cast a spell to transport you away from the waking horde to a seemingly abandoned mansion on the far side of the city. Through a locked door and into the basement, you found yourself in his laboratory. You learned a great deal, including why he'd helped Vinadil and where he'd gotten the piece of Thirteen's core. He'd stolen it from a lunatic madman in the southern desert, a man known as the Tinker. This man was using old magic to bind souls into twisted constructs of his creation. Mortimer asked you to travel south and into the Steel Sands Desert to stop the madman before he creates an unstoppable army of machines powered by the fractured souls of the dead. Still scarred from being deceived by the hags on Alara's rest, some of you were suspicious of this man's true intent, his motives. Attempting to gauge his moral compass, Jeshi asked him the same question that the magical mirror in Raikkonen's tower had posed to the group. A moral dilemma. Would you sacrifice one friend to save others? His response. So, you found my mirror. You stand now in the laboratory, 
The moon is high, seen through the copper and glass ceilings of the solarium making up the next room. Mortimer, or perhaps Raikkonen, stands in front of you, a half-smile on his lips as he stares at Jeshi, adjusting his large-rimmed hat. So what's the plan? Sorry, what? Your mirror? What mirror are you talking about? Oh, you don't have to play coy anymore. I know you were in my tower. Wait a minute. Your name's not Mortimer, is it? <laughs> well, that all depends who you ask. Okay. Well, what if I ask you? <laughs> <laughs> Kins, what is his name? What is his name? Yeah, what's his name? He told us his name was Mortimer. He claims that he made this mirror. He also, I don't know. I don't know, dude. That mirror was pretty cool. I feel like if uh, that were your tower, you would be acting differently towards us. So how do you come up with the scenarios? <laughs> Is it like, did you like live through it? He, uh, he, he, he had walked up to you, Jeshi, and was kind of really very intense as he said the thing about the mirror. And, and at this point, he's, he's relaxed a little bit and kind of that, that little bit of a smirk on his face, and, and he's pacing back around the room. The room you're in, there's a large fireplace, and there's a handful of, uh, of, of chairs and comfortable seats to, to sit in. And he's gone over near the fire and... Uh, has refilled his cup of tea. He takes a sip and he says, I thought there might have been a chance you'd gone in there. Seemed likely, though it wasn't in any of the stories. So I waited and it is then revealed. Tell me, what did you learn in that tower? Anything useful? You had half the key that we needed to get into the mine. So, I mean, that was a clue <laughs> that we had been there as well, probably. Uh... uh, Mortimer, going off, I mean, Jesse asked you a question. What do you think about private thoughts? That is an interesting question. I believe they should... Well... What do I think about private thoughts? Well, I believe private thoughts should remain private. What is the nature of your question, my dear? I mean, I'm just saying, like, part of you have uh, seemed to be annoyed that we don't trust you, but you also seem to know the story of the hags. The hags, you know, if you know the story, have you know, kind of invaded our privacy in terms of private thoughts. I just wanted to know what your stance was on that. Hmm. I can understand feeling violated by the way the hags went about their business. And I suppose I cannot blame you for distrusting my motives and not quite understanding what I'm all about. 
Perhaps I can make that easier for you. Yeah, what are you about? <laughs> I mean, the, this uh, is the chance to be honest because this so is the where we're coming from. You pick one of the mirror scenarios. He reaches up and he takes off his hat. And as the hat of disguise comes off of his head, his entire form begins to shift. You see he resembles Mortimer fairly closely, but the black tangles of the hair that were under the hat previously fade gently into a deep gold color. His features are sharper, more hawkish than Mortimer's. He's a little bit taller, a little thinner. You notice the tip of his ears come to a small point up between his hair. The high brow and the smooth skin, Kins, Belrissa, and Vinadil are the first to realize this is a high elf, the first you've seen. You've heard the stories, you've heard about their existence on the vanishing isles in the east, but never seen one. His gray-white eyes, however, remain the same. He wears a robe, clearly magical, resplendent and fierce. There are rings on his fingers and a large amulet around his neck. He places the hat down onto one of the chairs. And he looks up. He says, says uh, <laughs> <laughs> all on the edge of our seats <laughs> he's he, uh, he walks up as uh as he thinks to himself about exactly can i it's all right inch your, towards the, the hat can i inch over towards the hat yeah yeah Are you gonna okay i'd like it? to try to pick it up <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna put it on and i go uh, yeah, he's he's Vinadil. not. Vinadil, and I put it on. He speaks up before uh, before you have the chance to do okay. that. Okay, son of a gun. And he and he I'm says, inching. "I'm inching." Yeah, yeah, I get it. He says, "I am Raikkonen, the Hat of Disguise. Gives me my alter ego, Mortimer, a wagon man, a simple man traveling, doing what needs to be done to move around." But, this is me. I'm here now to answer your questions and set things right. There's no need for any tension between us. We have the same goals, Kins, Jeshi, Thorkum, Belrissa, and Vinadil. We are aligned. It is imperative that we work together. And uh, Jeshi, as you walk up, and he, he doesn't seem to react as you as you pick up the hat. What do you want to do? Pop it on. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think to myself, Vinadil, the body is on the ground. I'm like, boom, let's do this. Does anything happen? It's a very <laughs> Jeshi would just put it on and be like, Benadil, go. 
He, uh, as you do that, Jeshi, <laughs> you kind of walk up to him, and uh, he seems to smirk a little. He doesn't seem to mind. Nothing happens, by the way, as you as you pick up the hat. It's a lot heavier than it looks. Uh, it's just, but but it's, uh, but as you do that. He reaches out, and uh, in, in your in your other hand, you're still holding your hammer that you've just been sort of carrying with you instinctively since you, uh, everything's been a bit tense in here. And, and he he steps closer to you, and he reaches out his hand, and he wraps his knuckles on the edge of your hammer, Jeshi. And he says, Wake up, you recalcitrant hunk of steel. Tell young Jeshi here that you are known to me. So he grips you a little looser and can relax. A moment passes. Jeshi the hammer hums in your hand. You've got his hat in one hand, and, and in your left you instinctively look down as, as the hammer begins to vibrate. Telepathically, you hear a voice. Aye, lad. If that's really him, then he's friend. Ask him something. Ask him to bind the ruin of Ignis to prove it. You know that you're the only one who heard this. <laughs> I'm just imagining Jeshi like right now in this moment. <laughs> it's like, is anyone else hearing this? I was imagining Jeff holding a shake weight <laughs> when he said vibrate. I was like, ha <laughs> ha. What? I'm sorry. Can you repeat yourself? He he said, uh, ask him to bind the rune of Ignis to prove it. Yeah, no, I, I heard that. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, so it's telepathic. Is it like, can I tell that it's the hammer? Oh, yeah. So this hammer, uh, your hammer, Darkforge, has spoken to you before, but not in a long time, not since you first laid hands on it. Several times on your journey, you've instinctively tried to talk to it, but getting no response. And for the first time since that fateful day, Jeshi, your hammer speaks to you yet again. Hmm. Not the most talkative chap, are you? Okay, so hammer, Darkforge, says... Why don't you prove it? Personally, you could have just popped under the old zone of truth, but he says, <laughs> uh, why don't you find a rune of Ignis? Do that, do that thing. Do one of those. He also said, <laughs> you should tell me <laughs> About he interrupts you. The mirror. He says, <laughs> "You blockheaded bastard! You know damned well the iron you supplied was tainted with magnesium. The hair still doesn't grow on my chest, you know." And he pulls back his robe, and he's got this huge burn scar on like the whole like right side of his chest, and there's like it's all singed, and uh, and he and he's he's blushing a little bit. He's, he's, <laughs> and you just hear in your head. <laughs> Aye, that's him, all right. <laughs> and the hammer says, oh. uh, says, Aye, dangerous to be sure, but not your enemy. Take his counsel, man. 
Okay, I believe the hammer. <laughs> Do I believe the hammer? <laughs> Do you? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I don't know. We got liars all the way down here. <laughs> uh, so also, thanks for binding that. I guess that was like a riddle or something. What about the mirror? So like, let's say you're gonna go out with Kira here. Are you asking him the answer to the mirror? Yeah, I'm interested in the mirror. Are you guys not interested? He said he made the mirror. I, Why did he pick I those scenarios? It. Could have I been a different it. scenario. Wait, did you have, did, did, did you take hmm? mushrooms again? No, oh, do you want good one? <laughs> Yes. Later. Yes. Later, so, later, later. Not time yet. I think like there's not too much plant life in here, so it's like yeah. <laughs> Um Can I uh I do I notice anything about markings on the amulet that he's wearing on his neck or what anything that I recognize from that? Uh make a perception check. Okay. Guys, my hammer says Everything is fine, and we should trust him. And my question to you guys, should we trust my hammer? <laughs> Has your hammer talked to you before? Is this, a, is this a thing? Yeah, I mean, like, I think so. He kind of he like whispered some things to me once, like a long time ago, but I had lost a lot of blood. It was like really a big ordeal. You know, when I died, I like kind of died. It wasn't like a full thin death. I like basically died and then like with no for no reason I was like back and then I could heal people which is pretty crazy right I've Wait how it. do you know that you're not undead <laughs> <laughs> How do you know How does anyone uh, know really I do <laughs> all of the you. I do all the motions for protection from good and evil but it, it fizzles cuz I can't actually cast it uh, I rolled a 24 on perception. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's beautiful. I mean, he, you just, you look at this guy and he's just covered in like, like crazy magical gear, basically. Like that's what he has sort of revealed by, uh, by taking off his disguise. Um, you can, pro you would probably think to yourself, oh yeah, you're probably not going to walk, want to walk through, you know, the wilds by yourself, like wearing all of these uh, these magical rings and, and things, but there's definitely nothing that you immediately recognize. Um, nothing that, uh, nothing, none of the symbols mean anything to you. Yeah, it's, but you get a pretty good look at everything. He's not, he's definitely not trying to hide it. Hmm. So, Raikkonen, where are you from? He says, um, He says, he, he turns. And he says, I am from here. I am from there. I have lived almost everywhere in this world. Here and there. Wait, what was there? The island? I don't understand this. Well, look. <laughs> I, ugh. first of all, this is the second time in like a week that I've had things talking to me that don't usually talk to me. 
second of all, why isn't the hat working for me? Third of all, let's say there was a scenario under which the world would improve, but you had to kill Kira while I wasn't here to help her. Would you kill her? I'm going to tell Kira that you want to kill her. I don't want to kill Kira. <laughs> he, start, he makes a face at this point, and he says... He says, uh... This is a test. He just... He, <laughs> <laughs> he looks... He basically just completely ignores Jeshi at this point, who is just... He seems to be wasting his time. Uh, and he walks over to Belrissa. And he says, um... Jeshi doesn't seem to care that you're, you're playing with his hat. But he just... He does sort of just completely brush you off, um... And, and Belrissa, he walks over to you, and he says... He kind of l- looks at your arm, and he looks kind of at your neck, and he, uh, he he raises a hand as if he's trying to, like, move your your chin out of the way to get a good look at your tattoo. Do you let him? Yeah. Show it off. I'm like, yeah, that hurt. Whoa! <laughs> says, uh, your tattoo has changed. Tell me, what did you see in the street that led you away? It must have been something grand to put us all in danger like that. Well, Ziggy, Ziggy saw it first. Um, there was, there was this statue, um, big, giant, scary-looking, um, in front of one of the mansions there. Have you seen it? Uh, yes, I believe I know the one you speak of. Do you, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Mm, not so much. What was it about the statue that you recognized? Nothing immediate. It was as if, as if like it was in the back of my memory. Like, like I knew that I knew it, but I didn't know what it was. It was Ziggy shoots up next to you, and uh, he says, "It was not the statue that we were looking at. It was the symbol below the statue. You don't remember." It was really painful. Ziggy kind of looks at you confused. And, and he says, uh, and, and Raikkonen too, he says, You're sure you recognized the countenance? Yeah. What, what was it? <laughs> a wry smile plays across his lips for a moment and furrows his brow. You don't understand a thing about what you saw, do you? <laughs> you don't know the history of that being, or you would not so plainly speak of this. Mm-mm. But if you told me, that would be great. That is the sign of Comis Yonku, the shadow broker. The statue in the courtyard is not in his honor. The statue is a ward against him. You're aware, I'm sure, of the bonds of exchange. A promise to trade services or goods, favors or secrets. Mm -hmm. Exchange is more than just a concept, though. Breaking the promise is said to bring bad luck, poor fortune. It works because two honorable parties agree on the price up front. Commission Coup is a perversion of this tradition. It preys on the desperate. It's born of suffering and boundless want, untethered by reason. 
Those that enter exchange with this creature do so with the promise of their reward, but with no knowledge of the cost. He leans in to you, Belrissa. I see. And he says in a voice that lighter, it tends not to be a nice thing to owe him his due. And then he leans in real close and kind of speaks right into your ear. But it must always be paid. And he backs off, turns towards the fire, sips his tea. What's, like, like just for an example, what are some of his prices? Not saying that I, like, had an exchange with him, because obviously I did not. But, like, if you were to, what would it, like, what does he want, usually? I once knew a man who bartered for immortality. But the price for this man's immortality was that the lives of everyone he'd known, his family, his friends, were given up in exchange for his. Whew. He didn't know this, of course, but Gomez Yonku does not discriminate. He... That is the way his deals work. That's a bad deal. Yeah. There are so many like it. Mm-mm. If you've had dealings with this creature, particularly if you can't remember, you need to watch yourself. I definitely don't don't recall, so I'm hoping I didn't. Maybe it was just, you know... Maybe he was trying to get to me at that point. Like, that's definitely was it. Yeah. How would you... How would one get out of those deals? <laughs> you must fulfill your that's end of the bargain. Yeah. No, there's no returns. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, exchange doesn't work that way. <laughs> yes, I'm very familiar. Because then Red Gerald wouldn't owe us something, you know? Yeah, no, ooh, maybe we can ask him to take on Belrissa's curse. <sighs> I'm not cursed, Jeshi, it's fine. It's totally fine. Well, I don't know, you screamed really loud. I've only heard that loud of a scream a couple of times, and it, it's never good. Not a blessing, I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was that t- tattoo. It was just growing for some reason. Maybe it just does that. Yeah, that's I mean, it... also not a thing that I've seen. No, it's a good tattoo though. Thanks. What does it look like? Like, um, like magical warding symbols, like you know, circle, triangle, like. Things. Oh, math. Yeah. Cool. Well, cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. geometry cool. definitely. <laughs> That's fun. I mean, minus the burning, it seems pretty sweet to have a tattoo that's just like, oh, hey. Yeah, it is. Let me, let me grow and move and do all this cool stuff. Hmm. Okay. Kionis Yonku? Konis Yonku. Konis, Konis Yonku. All right. I remember that. Is there... Why would that mansion have a warding against him? Like, do they all? Was he, like, very not, present here? It's not uncommon. Honest Yonku is a creature of legend. Many families have been ruined by 
his deals in the past. And, uh, some superstitious folk might have a warding against him. We just pop one of those wardings, like, up on your shoulder? Nah. Superstition. Afraid oh. they don't... They don't do much. Yeah. Hmm. How do beings like this maintain their power? I mean, you've told us a number of times now that... I assume you... We've only seen a fraction of... The power you must have wielded before the world fell. How do beings like that maintain their power? Why hasn't he lost his ability to cast spells and use magic? Or has he? Is that why we don't see him now? He says... Kermis Yonku is not my expertise. I know of him, many do. I'm not sure where his power comes from or why it has not dwindled since everything has happened. Perhaps that is a question for Belrissa. I don't know. So, then why did yours? You know. He says, I can assure you my power has not dwindled but we do not cut the threads. Okay, you're gonna to need to explain that one. We've heard it several times now from you and your Oracle friend. What threads? It's something Figper used to say. The rules are clear. Once you've seen what is to come, you are bound by it. That is the price of looking into the future. When you try to alter fate, there are consequences. I ignored this advice once, but never again. We do not cut the threads of fate. Okay. Wouldn't it be better just not to know then? So you don't have to limit yourself? Well, perhaps. <clears throat> have, you, have you seen our fate? You seem to know of us. I don't want to know. I want to know. Has. Not if it limits our ability to use our own power to make decisions to influence that fate. We can just, like, I, we can just I cut be... the threads of the fate. It's well, I know. Like, we will have no problem cutting the threads. Raikkonen knows that full well by now, but I don't want to if there's some chance that it causes even worse damage. Just tell but us... It almost seems like a curse to know your future. Just tell us if you know, know or fate. not. What? <laughs> you don't have to tell us what it is. Ben, close your robot ears. Yeah, yeah. Shut I'm them off. Turning, I'm shutting off my auditory response system. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't hear anything. <laughs> Was there a question in there somewhere? Yeah, do you know our fate? Do you know our fate, Raikkonen? I don't know your fate. If I did, this might be an easier conversation. I simply know that there are those who will come along who will work to right the world. I sensed what happened on the island. I, I felt the power of her. 
something I hadn't felt in a long time. That's why I came to Portsmouth. When I heard what happened, I figured the vision Figper had had must be you. It makes sense. And I look at you now, Kins, Grovekeeper, Vindil, Thorkum, Son Splendar, Jeshi, bearer of Darkforge, forged by Kazir Lightforge himself, and Belrissa, touched by Konis Yonku. I it's look at you all, and I think, <laughs> would the fates bring together such a group? and place them so close by. Yes. I have not seen your fates, but I can guess that you have a big role to play in what is to happen here. So, do you... This tinker, I'm assuming that's what we're, we're working together towards, or you said something about we, we need to be working together. Is that, is that for you to confront the past, or have you already done so? A wise question. The tinker is a symptom. With the gate blocked, the gods cannot reach this world. And vacuums of power have opened up all over. The hags, the tinker, and believe me, there are others. They flock to it like a moth to flame. And if they are not stopped, then... Things could get a lot worse. I... Do what I can. And then he seems to turn away kind of awkwardly uh, after that. Yeah, I'm going to pop open a beer. Jesse, Things are getting some, heavy. Do you have some more? Can I share? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. So, is this your house? I mean, I know you live there and here. But you made this house here? This house was abandoned. Or at least, if someone did live here before this happened to Stillgate, then they're not here anymore. So did you make the this, like, this area here, the lab here? Most of it was here already, if you can believe it. The solarium I've upgraded. Uh, some of the experiments, a bit dangerous, and, and I've added some safeguards and brought in some new equipment, but the space was here, and clearly whoever was here before was a bit of a tinker themselves. Plenty of tools, plenty of space, and had figured a safe place to hold up and work. Stillgate's about as quiet as it gets, after all. Can you see me? How could you see me before and Ren, and those others. Have you died? Because I can still see them. 
Yes. Oh, Two undead. <laughs> <laughs> so are you also mostly dead? Or alternatively alive? He's 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 taking his time here and he and he's clearly choosing his words carefully. And he says Understand that these are not details I would divulge under normal circumstances. But I know we got off on a bit of the wrong foot, and my intention is to be honest. I have died. I wanted to know why the spirits couldn't cross through the gate. I've seen oh, it. dear God. <laughs> I... Well, the details are not important. I saw... the gate. I saw it blocked. And I returned. And for you that know reason, who it is then? Just like that. Yeah. How, how did you ret return? No problem. Well, clearly you can't do the same for us. There must have been preparation involved. I had help. Yeah. Oh, do you know who it is then? Who guards the gate? I do not know who it is who guards the gate. But what I do know is that as long as the gate is blocked, the world cannot go back to the way it was. Unblocking it seems like the a... gate, opening the gate, is paramount. I... How we do that, I do not know. Kins, did you tell us that whole thing? Or are you the only one that knows what Alara said? I told the... I think the group of us one of the previous times, the previous uh, times? about the vision I saw. Because wasn't one of the main Because we conferred uh, what the visions, like the, the yeah, gate yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that. Man. Wasn't they... one of the main points not to open the gate? To tell him don't open the gate? Are you saying this out loud or is this out of character? <laughs> I'm saying this out loud oh, most likely. <laughs> open the gate, don't open the gate. I don't know. I'm listening to a zombie here. I, I have this bad feeling that what's on the other side of the gate might be worse than what's being created in this world. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting that feeling too. Like, it's keeping something out. Super zombies. And... So, <laughs> yes. But, I mean, I have no clue how to even do that. We're dealing with problems on this earth right now, but Raikkonen, you might want to think through think through reasons we wouldn't open the gate. Think through. <sighs> I have walked the face of Lydian for almost 2,000 years, Vinadil. I knew San Splendar, Thorcum, when it was a cave. Does he talk to me? <laughs> I saw... At this point, you notice that Thorkin is snoring with his eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Portsmouth when it was White Cove, and Shipdale before that. I've seen the shattered lands of the Jade Chain and slept in the sun of the Vanished Isles. 
I've seen great kingdoms flourish and fail. I was named Dwarf Friend by Kazir Lightforge, who crafted that hammer you wield in your hand, Jeshi. And mm-hmm. I buried the ascendant Alara's body with my own hands, carrying her to the meadow where we'd once thought to build a home, tending to the banyan that grew from her remains. I've seen great evil rise, and at every opportunity I have endeavored against it. I slew the necromancer, Menon, drove the mad dragon, Corpetum, back into the frozen wastes. I have faced demon and fire and shadow and lost friends doing it. I am the wielder of the heart of the fallen moon. I am the keeper of ancient secrets, and I am Alara's champion. The world is teetering on the brink. The long death marches on, and people lose hope if they've been lucky enough to ever have it. A little iron, a few more babies, a couple of laughs. That's all they'll get. And it will all be swept beneath the tide of darkness that approaches, and for which I have no name. I say all this, I present to you the vast and terrible power that I possess in order to frighten you, because I am frightened. I need the help of good people, those who will not be swayed by shadow. We must discover why the world has ended, and with any luck, start it anew. So, uh, started anew. What was the name of the dragon? He he rips his hat out of your hand. I'm writing. I'm in a book. I'm writing. And, uh, and he says, uh, I retire to my chambers. Okay. He retired to his chambers. <laughs> okay. Raikkonen, I know you're leaving us, but... Do you intend to go home, or do you wish to pass through the gate? He stops, and uh, he doesn't turn around, but he looks over his shoulder. He says, I will find my way back to her, one way or another. And he walks forward. And uh, a few minutes later, you hear a door kind of creak open and then shut. And you guys are alone. Uh, Nice, man. Nice. You got him. I oh tried God, from every angle that I could think of. And we that really guy, made him mad. That guy might destroy. Did the anyone world. catch the dragon name? No. This is important. I need to tell Sparrow yeah. later. He was just going on. I think on he can man. just make it up at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put a placeholder name, and then we can we that's, can. Those, that's not how stories. No, work. but we can check in when he's in a better mood because I don't think he's gonna tell us the name. Yeah, of we the are dragon. gonna talk to him know. again. We can we can ask later. Just call it. I'm just saying. Call it whatever you want. (laughs) Clearly, that guy wants to see Alara. I get it. You love someone. You want to see them again. But like, he could destroy the whole world just because he wants to go through that gate. Wait, but so did Alara? Alara said, "Don't open the gate." Or the tree did? I can't remember. No, it was the it was whoever was in front of the gate. Which is we didn't get that information either. We just saw the outline, the shadow, and he just, didn't know who it was. I'm just saying, like, even even he said that there is this rumor of an anti god, right, fighting with the god, the good gods. Mm-hmm. What Wait, if they're? You think that's if, him? No, but what if they're losing? <laughs> what if they're losing and closing the gate is the only way to keep Us. whatever it is that's killing the gods from coming here? 
Look, Vin, like, things could always be worse. But you, the, there are undead people. All, who you? You're undead. You are an undead person. It's better if you were not here. <laughs> it would be better if you could go through the gate. Just go on through the gate. You come back here and mess with everyone else who's going to be born. You deal with the problem in front of you. The problem in front of us is that look at this place. Have you looked around this place? This is an abomination. It's a terrible place. So open the gate, whatever it takes. Get this out of here. Even if it makes means like some great evil comes through and then, then like, we'll kills fight us that all? evil. We'll fight that one. Look, I don't think he likes me very much. He didn't answer any hey, of my questions. At least if it kills he us all. He just said some words and just kept talking. <laughs> Kins, you also noticed that he... Uh... As you were trying to talk to him, he was very deliberately avoiding eye contact with you and seemed a little bit, uh, like he, he was a little bit def definitely avoiding directly answering your questions and, and even just interacting with you much. Guys, you think I could stealth cast like a zone of truth on him? I don't think he's no, lying to us. That. Oh. Okay. I don't think he is, I mean, and I think your odds of casting anything on him, Jeshi, are about zero. Yeah. Even if he didn't do all that crazy stuff he right, said. I'll practice on you. He's I'll clearly... I mean, he's a high elf. Clearly thousands of years old. He's a high elf? Yes. Mm -hmm. I can crack open the book. I write some more. <laughs> That's amazing. And we I only know. know of these by rumor, Jay. Like, we wouldn't have even seen these... So there are three Pre. continents on Lydian. Okay. There is Krasmadur, the main uh, supercontinent that makes up the majority of the on? world that you're on. Okay. Yeah, settled by the dwarves and the one that is now sort of decimated. There are There is the Jade Chain, which is a, a massive archipelago uh, rumored to have once been uh, a large continent, but now split up into thousands of small islands. And there is the Vanishing Isles, rumored to be the ancient home of the High Elves, though nobody, uh, certainly in your lifetime, has, has ever been there or, or heard of any living High Elves. That's okay. like and, super cool. And the ar archipelago, just kind of off note, but just because it popped into my head, is that kind of where like pirate land is too? Or is that in a different place, kind of closer mm. to our the archi The archipelago is, as far as you gen generally know, uh, is sort of pretty far to the east, uh, at least from where, like, relative to Portsmouth, really far to the east and a bit south. Uh, the, the pirates in their general territory is south of, sort of directly south along the, uh, the coast. Uh, yeah, south of Portsmouth and Thunderstone, that whole area. Okay. All right. I, can I? Is Thorcom still asleep? All right. I'm gonna nudge him awake. Hey, <clears throat> Thorcom, wake up! Wake up! Wake up! <sighs> Everything's fine. We pissed off a two thousand year old. By the way, hey, he, he didn't like him anyway. It's fine. No, no. yeah. He's Are you talking he's, about Mortimer. Yeah. Well, not really. When did you doze off? His name apparently he think he says he's reckoning. I blame him. You guys should get some sleep. We're going through the desert tomorrow. 
Yeah. I know, I know. I'm sitting We're... down. We gotta sleep. Uh, I'm... Hey, that's cool. As you nod off, uh, we should talk sometime. My hammer talked to me again. What? Yeah, my hammer talked to me again. I like. I've been trying to talk to it, but like, and it never he didn't responded. even take mushrooms or anything like that. No, it's apparently been. It's been imbued <laughs> with the spirit of its creator, Thorkum. I'm not sure if that's a thing you dwarves do regularly, or if that's pretty rare. But seems like the man who created it now indwells it. What talk that about? <laughs> I mean, he's talking. I, he said his the name was the same as the name he of the guy it. who made it. It's just like, a sentient hammer. I don't know. Maybe it's an undead yeah. hammer, Jesse. Yeah, it's a sentient it. hammer, uh, and uh, but I'm worried about it. <laughs> as we're talking about weapons, Thorkin will just reach out his hand, pointing to Venadil's crossbow, and I'm gonna release my infusion on my bag of holding. And give you your infusion back. Ooh, fancy. He's not um, really a night person, is he? I'm good. He's I'm not gonna, really a day person. Oh, yeah, or the morning. <laughs> or realize, really. You realize how late it is? <laughs> um, go to sleep. He's a high you can't Thorkum, I'm, can so? I have the book on death that we got from Raikkonen's place? Yeah, it's on the floor. Okay. On the, <laughs> like on the ground. I collect them up for my bag, the books specifically. But yeah, here. Okay. Okay. Can you read take it? That. Can you read it to me? No, I'm gonna read it while you guys sleep. Well, can we? Can I take don't sleep watch anymore. Together. Ever? No. You've no, never I, slept. I don't sleep anymore. My this body doesn't need sleep, so I'm gonna be able to watch over you guys. Wait, can you store sleep <laughs> like a battery and you can give us sleep? Because that would be pretty you epic. just destroyed Jesse. <laughs> I, I'll turn to Jesse and just like under my breath is like, don't worry, 14's here. Yeah, me and 14 will watch over things, but I figure I might as well read while we're doing it. Thorcom, We've had is, this book for a is month. Is 14 also a ghost? No. He okay. is not alive. Good, See? that's good. Okay. The differentiating factor. I am alive. 14 is not. That's questionable. Oh, uh, wait. Raikkonen's not coming with us tomorrow, right? In he is not. He okay. and Kira are going the opposite All direction. All right. You know, I think we should get... We are going to see again. him in the morning, right? True. I think we should get some rest, like Vin said, though, I, even though you can't rest. Yeah, I'll, I'll be rested. I'll I just brought also some be slices reading. of bacon with me. We could probably eat those. Is it still good? I've been yeah, traveling for... To, <laughs> I mean, it it's almost all, doesn't fine. matter. The, we're good. It doesn't Salty matter what bacon. It's, just a little it waterlogged. Yeah, it's, yeah. Good. it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. I, t- yeah, I tucked it away. I'm good. I'm good. All right. You guys get some sleep. All right. Yeah. Okay, ghost. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to Ziggy a little bit before I go to sleep. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name again? I'm quiet. Konisyanku. I'm quiet. All right. So, uh, this Kony guy, he's he's the boss, eh? Yeah. You really don't remember, do you? I don't, and it sucks. Did I agree to something, like, really bad? The problem is I don't know what you agreed to. Oh, yeah, you weren't there. I was not there, and, uh... He didn't tell you? (laughs) No. No, I, we don't exactly have a, a working relationship. Uh, let's just say uh, 
<laughs> well, let's just say I'd rather be here than than there. All right. Mm. Even though that one guy, you gotta get rid of him. I mean, he's just a liability, you know. Yeah, I know. It, I mean, he means well. Listen, listen. You just you say the word. I'll I'll take care of him. I'll do it. <laughs> well, well, don't do it. Not, we're good. We're good for now. He's fine. All right. Okay, but but thank you. Um, Standing offer. Okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> um. So like, do you, can you talk to him? You don't. You or no? Uh, no, no. That's not really how this works. I could talk to you. Uh, it's complicated. If he needs to talk to to you or to me, he might talk to me. But I'm kind of just in the way. He's he. he He's most likely gonna talk to you. Got it. Uh, I would certainly prefer that. (laughs) (laughs) That bad, eh? Sooner or later, he's gonna come for you. And uh, there's only so much I can do, you know, due to the nature of our relationship, you know. But uh, I like you, Belly, and I'm gonna... I'm gonna watch out for you, all right? All right. As long as you keep scratching my belly. <laughs> that, you know, that one well, spot. <laughs> all right, get over here. All right, we'll, we'll curl up and fall asleep. Is everyone else asleep? Vinadil, what are you doing? As How are, how are you feeling, Vinadil? <laughs> As a... Just how how is how is Vinadil feeling as everyone else around you has retired? An hour or so passes. You look around, the the crackle of the fire is starting to 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 work its way down. It's very quiet here. There's no insects. There's no anything. It's just that the fire is pretty much the only noise. How are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, separated, mostly. Like, apart, but clearly different from the group now. Uh, I mean, beyond Jeshi's comments, he has issues with undeath, but, like, we'll get past that. But, like, it's just clear. I mean, even this fact that I no longer need sleep is, like, weighing. Uh, I almost look over at 14 as if he's a compatriot, but then... You know, realize there's nothing there's nothing there except Thorcum's commands you know um so I'm gonna try to just read like I, I'm trying not to think about it right now we need action so whatever's in front of us and we need information and Raikkonen's not giving us much of that but maybe he wrote some stuff down is where I, what I'm thinking right now so I'm gonna just I'm gonna read I'm gonna work on dexterity drills over during the night to try to keep from falling down in the middle of undead. undead <laughs> he's stuff. doing like Practicing the thing walking. where the monks I mean, I'm, jump I'm, from like one post to another. Yeah, he's no, just doing that. I'm, and just, just... I'm just doing this. Yes, yeah, so I'm just like, you know, <laughs> finger drills. This guy like, just get my get my dexterity back and, and read. I'm So I mean, from a game mechanic side, I'm gonna try to work through all of the books we got sure. in Raikkonen's Lair, just, so, you know, uh yeah, six the, hours a night or whatever. Um, yeah, the first book you're reading is 
uh, it, it talks, all these books are of a similar subject matter, if you recall. They're about death. death They're about yeah, the study yeah. of, yep. of death and, and what, you know, everything from uh, more of the scientific kind of approach, you know, like what, uh, you know, the study of cadavers and, and thing, things of that nature and uh, getting more into, you know, what happens to the spirit beyond, you know, in the afterlife and th- things of that nature. And, um, the book you're reading right now details um, the spirit winds are uh, this sort of mechanic, if you will, that when, a, when someone dies, their spirit is taken by the spirit winds and sort of um, ushered to the gates, uh, to the gate. And um, but with the gate uh, under normal circumstances, that's a pretty swift and, and normal process. Uh, you do know um, from your own personal experience and from uh, from theories in the book and uh, th- that incredibly powerful bonds to the world can can keep a spirit here, uh, which is sort of that that classic cause of of undeath. Um, you know, uh, uh, Ren being kept at the place where she was killed as she died trying to save her brother. Um, you perishing uh, amongst all your friends in a fierce battle. Intense and, and emotional moments can sometimes bind a spirit, but in most cases, the spirit winds will carry a spirit away. Something that Mortimer said, too, is, is that now with the gate blocked the spirit winds are um, they're instead of carrying souls where they need to go they're being sort of broken up by by the winds themselves Um, souls are being fractured and fragmented into different bits and pieces and that's what's largely been causing a lot of the undead problems and similarly, here in Stillgate, spirit winds are not blowing at all. That was something Mortimer mentioned. Is that whatever the magic is here, that that's the reason that these souls essentially are still here. You know, th- those souls never left the bodies in the first place. So they, although they're dead, they are also the same as they once were. It's something that you consider as you're reading this book. Thorcum, having napped through most of the conversation, it takes you a while to fall asleep. How are you feeling? Just kind of lying there. Uh, determined. That's, as soon as I heard, you know, what needed to be done with 13, I pretty much kind of turned off. Uninterested in the rest. Um, but just kind of stealing myself for the journey ahead. The night passes. Can, can I wake up during the night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you wake up and you, you look around and, and Vinadil is sitting over there reading and his eyes are glowing particularly red this evening, Jeshi. Uh, as he, I, the, the light of his eyes <laughs> lights up the yes, book that he's, that he's unsettling, reading. Unsettling, but I'll go over to him. <laughs> Anything good in there? I mean, it's 
a lot about death. So I guess it depends what's good right now. But he's describing some of the things that we've experienced. I mean, I don't know. It seems like he knows a lot. He's been around a lot. So hopefully what he writes is accurate. Do you think he wrote that? I would assume so. It was in his tower. But maybe not. Maybe he got it from a friend. I don't know. I mean, he seems pretty consumed with death. He died himself just to test his theories, right? So some commitment. Yeah. So like he died and then came back as himself. Apparently. Even though he told us that was risky. Uh, he must have, well, I mean, to be honest, I don't fully trust his mental abilities right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's probably brilliant and powerful and everything else, but he also seems bent on finding Ilara at whatever cost, which anytime people have a whatever cost mentality, it's a little bit concerning. I agree. I'm worried about Kira. Yeah, Kira can probably take care of herself. And I tried to ask him if he would like sacrifice her. You know, he, <laughs> he certainly say would. no. He certainly would. I mean, that's the answer. He sacrificed Alara for goodness sakes. So, how do you like know that you are you? It's a good question. I think about it while I watch you all sleep. Because you how see that that body there. Yeah. That was also you. It was a part of me. It definitely feels different being in this body. Parts feel the same, parts feel very different. I'm a little bit worried because Thorkum says I'm not supposed to be in this body and that somehow it's only gonna be temporary. That's why I'm very much wanting to be back in that other body, Jeshi. Do you think other undead are in the wrong body? I don't. Not was that one that licked an eagle and then the eagle couldn't fly that was pretty crazy yeah that, that no i i don't that guy think... was probably like a gnome yeah <laughs> i i think most of those souls are broken they needed to go through the gate and when they came back they came back broken i are think you, whatever... are you broken i hope not you'll You'll have to watch me. I'm trying to think about it, but okay, so I don't can... know. Can you know if you're broken? Like, how do how do you know if I'm broken? Would I even be able to tell if I'm broken? I broke my toe once. It was very obvious. It was very obvious. Yeah. Yeah, it stuck out. It was gross. I don't feel like that. Okay. Most of the time. Because Ken said that like I could be undead. Do you think I'm undead? I do not. I do not think you're undead. I. How do you know? A number of things. Apparently now I can see the returned spirits, which is different. What if different. it's inside of my body? Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Once you get inside your body, you're back. You're, you're yourself. The broken oh. people don't turn in. I mean, how much like you came back different, but different so better. So you think... If you go into there, 
then you will be you again. That's what I'm hoping. Hmm. And this guy's gonna take this body? What if he like never gives it back? I think the body's staying here. There's something rare, weird about this place. It's like death is paused here. Oh. And those people yeah. outside, Jesse, tell look. They need to die. Say no more. Yeah, right? <laughs> Something's I'm gonna have a literal hunting spree when this oh. is all when the, whatever the oh. mission is here Thor comes all satisfied I'm coming back here and I'm going to slowly but surely destroy this whole city most likely they will all leave of their own accord they've been dead for a long yeah, time better. they just can't leave and something is keeping them from even turning crazy evil which is good but still wrong. So I have an idea. What if like, okay. What if they like, they all die. There was a terrible, wow. Belrissa fireball. Yeah, yeah. And then like, boom, stuck at the gate. They come back. And then like, they're crossed. They crossed wires. Boom, some of them are like, this guy's supposed to be in this guy. He's in this girl. And like, if they were just back in their own places, maybe they would be fine. Yeah, I think most people are coming. We aren't supposed to come back at all. Not like that. I mean, the big magic is, I don't know, I've seen it, Jesse. I've seen people brought back from death, but not a lot. And that was way before any of this happened. And if we believe Raikkonen now, even if you have the magic, you might pull back a broken soul. Something weird is going on in the afterlife. It was like a one in a million that I came back the way I did. But I guess I did. Yeah. He's saying that's because of you guys. Some bond we have together. I'm not sure I believe him. Yeah. Anyway. Kins. I'm going to go. I'm, I feel pretty rested, but I'm going to go back to sleep. And I cast protection from evil and good on him. <laughs> 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 and go back uh, to sleep. Kins, you uh, you stir awake uh, as the, the sun slowly starts to creep up and, and the morning draws near. Uh, how are you feeling? I uh, I slept, but I was uh, a little restless. I uh, I keep thinking about Alara, um, what I am meant to be protecting as the Grovekeeper. Uh, I also feel very committed to my group of people, but uh, I'm a little not not on edge, just kind of a little irritated when I wake up. How about you, Belrissa? You wake up, and uh, Ziggy's kind of curled up on your on your lap and still sleeping. His little awkward little wings are kind of sticking out, digging into your legs a little bit. It's kind of what wakes you up. And- yeah, how are you feeling? I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Bring back, bring bring Vin back to his fleshy body. Is that your main priority right now? Is yeah. bringing Vin back? Uh huh. Is that what Belrus is thinking about? Yes. I mean, also, you know, in the back of the mind, <laughs> this this deal that she may or may not have made. But there, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a problem for another day. <laughs> that is not the immediate problem. <laughs> Future Belrus. Yes. So she compartmentalizes that to another place. 
All right, everybody slowly wakes up, and uh, you guys um, kind of get your stuff together and eat a bit of breakfast, uh, make some hot tea, just kind of get your stuff together, and um, as the uh, as the sun starts to starts to peek over, you're sort of so Stillgate is nestled in between in a valley, basically in between these giant red sandstone sort of hills that continue to rise up into uh, a, a low mountain range. And so the sun has to come up pretty high, you know, to, to shine. Uh, but the day is, you know, the morning is still still creeping on and you hear Mortimer's uh, door open. Um, and uh, stepping out, you see hat on his head, uh, back in the sort of black not wizard flowing wizard robes but the the sort of leather outfit uh, of the wagon man is mortimer and uh, he walks out he says <clears throat> good morning morning hey he's still mad at us <laughs> i wasn't mad at you okay good it's been a long well been along everything yeah yeah <laughs> i get you i got a bit frustrated i admit because i was hoping we would get off on a better foot if you know what i mean and i understand that my actions perhaps were not the well did not contribute to that uh, i was simply getting ahead of myself this man down in the desert the tinker he is taking fractured souls and filling his abominations with what used to be people. And to me, that is just one of the worst possible things I can imagine. He needs to be stopped. And if he has figured out that what he really is trying to do, the thing that I did, is to put a complete soul, one that can think for itself, into one of those creations, then we have a real problem. That is why perhaps I got a bit ahead of myself and uh, didn't exactly talk things out with Vinadil. I've been alive a long time and I know when to apologize. So, that being said, is your plan to head south or is it not? Yes, do you have water? Mm-hmm. I can ensure you have water, yeah, if that's something you and, need. And a way out of the city? I am, I need a little help with that. Thankfully, we're not too far from the southern gate. You're just going to need to head out of the building. And keep in mind what I taught you. And head nice and quiet right down the main road. When you reach the gates, on the left-hand side there is a door, and that door will open. You understand? Mm -hmm. You have any map or any directions? Any? Uh, I mean, you've been to this place before. Yeah. Is Can you fill us in on any kind of landmarks we need to look for? Is he stationary or does he like roam the desert? He's got a pyramid thing, yeah. right? Yeah, he's, 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 basically, he's basically set up shop in like an old, like like some sort of ancient like ziggurat or pyramid okay. uh, that seems to have some significance. Uh, I do have directions. Let me grab. Well, and and. 
Mortimer, do you know who used to own this ziggurat? This place of power? I mean, we know that where we just came from was Alara's tree. Is this similar? Was this some place of ancient power an ancient... that you know of? He, he says, he says, indeed, it's an ancient Thulesh temple. I don't know what it was for. The Thulesh predate even myself, if you believe that. But uh, there's power there in the same way that there's power at the tree. If you understand what I'm saying. That is why... Hags. This man needs to be put down. And he looks over at Thorcum and he says, And if you're lucky, you might find something you're looking for as well. No luck about it. It's the only reason I'm going. And then Thorcum is kind of rifling through through his stuff. Uh, checking for something. And turns to Jesse, did you take all the books? Yeah, I have the books, yeah. Except Vin has some of them, too. One was mine. Oh, yeah, here. This one? And it's it's pretty thin. Really, really old. Kind of a, a worn brown leather bound book. And I just take it back. I'm extremely gentle with it. Thank you. This is my. And then he trails off. What is off. that? Can, ah. I, can, I, can you read it to me sometime? Not yet. Oh. And then he's going to start walking towards the exit. I want to get on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's move. Uh, yeah. So before, I'm ready to get out of here. So as you guys are doing the book thing, um, Kira kind of walks over and she uh, she's just been kind of leaning against the wall um, deep in thought you know uh, she had a moment in the conversation previously where she revealed that she uh, you don't know much about Kira but she clearly has some vested interest in the idea of resurrection bringing somebody back that's clearly important to her and uh, ever since that moment she's been reserved quiet uh, determined um, and kind of has gone back into that kind of you know staying by herself uh, and uh, Mortimer walks up uh, and, he, and he walks over towards the towards the, the stairway that leads up to the main door and he looks over at Kira and he says my dear let us go hunt some pirates and he turns to the rest of you and he nods tips his hat uh yeah. And, and as he as he's about to walk away, yeah. you gonna say something? Yeah, I'm just gonna. If you see one with a small squid on his shoulder, it grows. Just fair warning. <laughs> nice. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Good, good luck. <laughs> uh, so I would I would like to as he's walking away, I would like to walk up to him and say now I understand you know my role and that I will do whatever it takes to protect the third way if you think that reuniting you and Alara is good and a way to make things better we'll be on your side 
and I'll turn around and walk away, not even waiting for whatever he has to say to me. Yeah. Yeah, as you walk away, you don't immediately hear anything at all. And then you hear, kind of to the group, he says, path to a better world lay ahead of you, though still across many roads. I do look forward to our next meeting. Till then, stay alive. Tilts Tilts the hat, walks up the stairs. You guys are now there. Uh, Hi, Kira. She does like a kind of a rude gesture to everybody, but but with a big smile on her face. Like, <laughs> a like, rude like, gesture. <laughs> like totally like big smile on her face though, and, and she kind of says the same thing, you know, be safe. And, Try not to we, die or I'll have to kill you. We, <laughs> we know she was concerned about me. That's, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. yeah. You all head upstairs, uh, unless there's anything else you want to do before you head out. I do want to do one thing. Since uh, Mortimer and Kira are gone, I'm going to take out the contrap, the trap that we found. Okay. Mm. And I'm going to try to reassemble it, oh. but not turn it on. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, let's see. This would be... Tinker? Yeah. Uh, is that a deck? That's normally a like a dex plus or d20 plus dex plus proficiency with your tinker tools does that sound right yep yeah yep it's been a while since you've done that tinker check oh Ooh, that's good 19 19 all right you uh we're gonna say you. I, I kind of imagine you started messing with this thing probably the night before, and, and you know, because it's it's a it's a complex thing. But over the course of you know several hours and kind of finishing up this morning, kind of but out of sight, you know, of of Mortimer from the sounds of it, you are able to successfully put this thing back together. Uh, this sort of sonic pulsing device, which is built off of an immovable rod that you found in the middle of the woods. And that almost led to you guys uh, getting chased down by Horton. You now have that. And as far as you know, it's gonna work the way it did before. I'm going to, so 14 has two compartments in the front, one in the back, and the main one's his chest. And I've put most of my tools in the back of holding there, but that's where I'm gonna place it carefully in. Okay. Um, but it'll be N14 for right now. You guys head upstairs, out the door, and as you go outside, uh, the relative, it's this odd feeling of, of safety, you know, being inside, being away from what you know exists right outside the doors here, but a cold mist clings to the ground as you emerge from the basement laboratory. The city's lifeless citizens are present paused in their morning routines. The moisture drips from their features like forgotten statues. The gray sky, the silent streets, the feeling is eerie and similar to how you felt in the early mornings of Great Haven. The exception is that it isn't a sleeping metropolis. Uh, You are surrounded by the denizens of this 
its place. They're present and locked away. It's eerie. A woman sits on a bench with her knitting held before her. A man, frozen, pushes a cart full of long rotten melons. A child paints a fence. There's a terror and a sadness in the stillness of the day. You head out of the alley that you had run into previously and on to the main street and headed towards the southwest gate. What do you want to do? So did the undead reset? So we basically disturbed like a majority of the city where we were at. I guess it wasn't... No, they did start moving here, didn't they? Yeah, you had like thousands of them chasing you. We so they just, we did. Raikkonen had a teleportation. Yeah, but did, I mean, I guess we wouldn't notice here, but they essentially reset every morning. That's correct. Yeah, as far okay. as you understand, they they basically go back to wherever they were and sort of relive the same day uh, over and over again. It's like Groundhog Day. For it's not creepy. Not creepy at all. Or the it's whole an city. undead musical that just <laughs> replays every morning. Yes. Either way. They're so happy in their loops. Yeah, I mean, I he explained the way out. I'll slowly start walking the way that, that he said, stealthy. Hey, I'm going to actually look over at Ken's and uh, motion. Can you do that thing with your shield? Oh, this? And I hold it and go... <laughs> Pass pass without trace. Yeah, right. that's the noise I make when I do pass without trace. <laughs> <laughs> I tell a nice loud. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I also tell Zig he should turn himself invisible till we get out of town. Okay. Yeah, immediately goes invisible. You guys are walking down the main street, and you can actually see the gate where you're headed. You know the the the, the red walls and the. The large wood and iron gate of the uh, the gatehouse, and uh, it's maybe a 10-15 minute walk from where you are, and you notice that as you're approaching, kind of in the middle of the road, there is a group of children who look like they were in the middle of playing some sort of game, maybe uh, some sort of. Um, it's difficult to tell but they're all kind of together and they're kind of frozen in strange poses and as you approach a, a young boy maybe 10 years old at most kind of his head kind of tilts towards you and his body starts to slowly kind of loosen as a group of children they all sort of and they all start to move and, and unfreeze as they all sort of uh, creepily kind of look in your direction and the one boy, the one closest to you, kind of stands up straight with his head kind of cocked and just kind of looks out at you uh, and as you approach, he holds up what looks to be some sort of leather ball uh, kind of towards you. What do you do? What I want to do. <laughs> I'm going to if it's round and say soccer ball sized. Yeah. I'm going to do just a couple of quick like soccer juggles and kick it back to him. No. Okay. Um, yeah. Make, make a dexterity. Make a dexterity check. 
Hey, sometimes you forget that you're not young and dexterous anymore. All right, and your brain in, in a person's thinks, body. Your brain thinks you could do things that your body can't do. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, could have been the other one. Uh, it could have. I'm gonna look over at Thor. No, uh, thirteen. I will <laughs> add five to that with Flash of Genius. And Come just on, soccer pro, get it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, just say, hey, keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a 19 with Flash of Genius? Uh, it's 18. 18. 18. 18, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, so you uh, you take the ball from him, and it's, and it's like, kind of difficult, you know, because it's kind of like, it's going to... Now you gotta like pull it out of pull it out of his little dead hands, and then you <laughs> you start to like you know you're, you're you know you're doing the whole like like juggling just the, the ball one thing. two and back one two and back yeah yeah, just, yeah. and uh, you manage to kick it back to him and and it and he's still he never even moves he's just frozen in this pose as you're doing this uh, and the ball just sort of like rolls up and like kind of bounces off his feet and. Let's go. Bends down and, and begins to pick it up. And you see all the rest of the, the children just sort of, you know, go go back to their pose. And, and the the main boy seems to be refreezing as uh, seeming, seemingly content. Uh, you move a little further. This place is weird. Down the road. As you approach the southern gate, you gradually become aware of a subtle trembling in the ground. You're reminded of the disturbance caused by the not-so-clever footing of Vinadil as you entered the city, though the recently redeemed Vinadil, we should add. The edge of your awareness you sense. Heads begin to swivel, their stiff necks crackling in the morning silence. At first, it seems the citizens of this place have noticed you, but their milky white eyes raise instead to the crenellations above the gate. A large figure leaps down from the battlements, the cobblestones cracking beneath its weight. It's up in an instant with its red eyes glowing brightly as it surveys you. Two city guards creakily step away from the wall, crossing their rusting halberds in an X as if to halt this mechanical hulk. It raises a piecemeal metallic fist, cocks its elbow, and separates the head off of a guardsman from its body in a single blow of terrible force. The other guard is laid low with an almost casual backhand before it can react. The clatter of their weapons on the cobble sets off a new wave of crackling around you, behind you, everywhere. The creature, wider, taller, larger than Vinadil, but similar in some uncomfortable ways, begins to stomp towards you. What's everybody doing? Is he between us and the gate? Yes. And all around you, the undead have begun to awake. Guys, we can't fight this thing in here. We're going to die. We have to get out. Out, We have to pull this outside. We have to pull this outside. Run. I started saying... Uh, I'm Yeshi. Uh, broken hammer. Hammer is broken. Help. <laughs> I'm Jesse, completely pinned. We're not going to talk our run. way out of this one. Yeah, it's, it's halfway between you and the gate when the city suddenly reacts violently. 
The tremble is increased and the dead begin a quick shuffle in the direction of the construct. It proceeds unfazed, focused on you. A heavy wooden cart, pushed by a burly citizen of Stillgate, crashes into the side of the Hulk with startling force. It's knocked from its feet and through the front door of a small guard shack in a shower of splinters. As a bunch of the dead converge on it. So the const- what are you guys doing? The construct is noticeably focused let's, on... Let's get on out Finn? of this city. It's it on us. On it's focused guys. on us. All of us. Let's get out of the city. If it follows us, we'll take care of it out there. We yeah. cannot fight this thing in here. Yeah. I'm gonna... I don't want to fight it and the city. Yeah, let's go. So I, we're heading for the gate that Raikkonen... Yeah, like full sprint. I'll... I mean, whoever's the slowest of us, we'll stay with them, but mm. everybody full sprint. Uh, I will wild shape into an eagle and perch next to Jeshi. And whoever else, ha- whoever else has this in the low. <laughs> uh, I don't know how far Thor- Thorkum can go, or if you're using 14 or what. Yeah, Thorkum can jump on 14 and go pretty quick. You guys all sprint towards the gate. Yeah, and sprint towards the gate. Just as Mortimer described, there's a small wooden door. Not small, but, you know, normal-sized wooden door uh, on the <laughs> left-hand side of the otherwise Wonderland. Gates, you uh, it swings open easily, not even locked, and uh, you you rush outside. You hear behind you, not even looking, you just you can hear it. You experienced this mildly yesterday, but this is different. It's as if the entire city has awoken in response to this violence. Thousands, tens of thousands. You you hear this low moan as the city has come alive. You also hear the creature. Whatever it is, smashing its way, seemingly unfazed. As you all come through the gate, what you see in front of you, the red sandstone cliffs and a barren, arid path leading upwards, elevating through the mountains ahead of you. Nothing really growing around. It's this sort of uh, very creepy, kind of disturbing landscape. And then you hear it up on the the battlements above you. You instinctively look up and a giant leap 30 feet forward as this creature leaps out in front of you, landing ahead of you, putting itself, putting you basically with the gate to your back and the creature out in front. Everybody roll initiative. Here we go. No way. Right. Uh, hold on. Let him load <laughs> oh the map first. Oh my god. Oh, wait. All right. Wow. It's like he knows us. He knew we were going to run out of the gate first before we engaged the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot. I have to. Let's see. Uh, Click myself. Yeah. There it goes. The D20 or the World 20 things don't work. What's not work? Oh, did that actually load me? I don't see the initiative order. I don't see the initiative box either. Oh, I got to open the initiative box. I always forget I got to do that. It works for some people, but not not for everybody. It's always strange. All right, let's get our. No, it didn't. It didn't. Okay. And Kins, you're a giant. Oh, good rolls. Yeah, you guys got Yes, that. I am. I'm giant. Let's see. So you're big. You're an eagle. You're an eagle. I got to roll my uh, hit points. 
There I am. Okay. Is that your dog? <laughs> I, was, I was like, what is that breathing sound effect? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, he's... he's <laughs> it's all right. it's That's all right. what a giant eagle sounds like. Yeah, I was like <laughs> sorry. Oh, it's good. Sometimes my cat's in my lap, and I'm like, I wonder if his purr is coming through. But it's like, man. That breathing is classic. That's good. All right. I'm just trying to get us positioned nicely on screen for everybody which that seem it's probably oh, I was doing the wrong window that's why gotta get used to that uh, let's go out one more does that work is this the right no that's also the wrong screen dang it there's <laughs> so many windows open how about that is that what I wanted I mean, nothing's changing on our end, so I don't know if you're <laughs> if you're talking to us. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm I'm okay. uh, I'm adjusting it for our viewers so that okay, they can, okay, okay. They can see. Oh, I can. Uh... Well, just don't worry about any of those undead on the other side of the the gate. They're all good. They're all behind they the gate just, now. It's they just they hang yeah, out. It's... yeah, they're all uh, good. They can't get much. out. That's the, too much. The winds will take them. The city's good. That's right. They're they're good. They're just gonna go back to their day. That's all, right. all good. Uh, yeah. So, in fact, as you as you look back, there are like the, the door is still kind of uh, as you, as you all rush through the door and, and uh, look back, and it's still open. You can see that the undead do not follow through the door. There are mm. hundreds just within the immediate vicinity, and you know that behind <laughs> them are thousands more. And they all kind of walk up, and as soon as you leave the gates. It's as if you don't exist. They seem to completely lose interest and just start to uh, kind of meander back to whatever they were doing. In front of you, however, this creature, this, it, it's, a, it's a large-sized construct made up of what is clearly uh, a mixture of different parts of different things. You can notice that there are some uh, clearly what used to be parts of a warforge, very similar to what Vinadil is. There are parts of like literal weapons and just weird mechanical gears and objects. This is uh, th this thing has been created from a from a mixture of all kinds of random materials and metals and is now alive and coming for you. Its gaze, these these menacing red eyes, are are. are fixed on you as it moves from each one of you, its head kind of spinning around and you can see it starts to, to ramp up. Alright, let's get ourselves ordered here. Vinadil, you're the first to react. What would you like to do? Yep. I'm going to move over here on the other side of 14 and I'm going to uh, shoot him with my newly magical crossbow. Thank you, Thorgo. Whoa. Oh. A lot of things. Uh, okay, that's a 26 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And uh, 24 damage. 24 damage. Nice. Excellent. And that's without sneak attack? Well, because I'm first to attack, I get oh, yeah, advantage. Because, uh, and because so of your I get assassin sneak attack. abilities. Boy, those don't come yeah. into... It's not often you end up with... It's not uh, often. I have to be first, first, first on initiative. the initiative. Yep. That's but, fantastic. Um, okay. Alright, yeah. so... Then I'm just going to hunker down by a 14. Very cool. Um, oh god, my window's freaking out here. Uh, what was the damage again? 20 what now? 
24. 24. Okay. 20 what now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That was great. Good start. Uh, is that your turn? That is it. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. Belrissa, you're up next. And Jesse, you're on deck. Cool. Um, bonus action. I'm going to cast Hex on him. Okay. And. He is hexed. Awesome. I'm just going to come out a little bit so I don't shoot anyone with my blast. And then I'm going to Eldritch Blast him a couple times. Let's get some, some combat music going. Uh, is there a... Go for it. Oh, yeah, there we go. Combat. <laughs> All right. Um, so that first one is 13. 13 to hit? Uh, no, it was 23 to hit. 23 hits. Uh, 13 um, damage. 13 damage. Excellent. Okay. Is, then, is there a size limit on your knockback ability? I got rid of that. Um, oh, I mean, never mind. So I could have more Ziggy powers. <laughs> uh, 15 That's to hit? That's what we need. Uh, 15 does not hit. All right. Uh, I'm going to hang back again. Right on. Yeah, your, uh, your, your first Eldritch Blast slams into one of its arms, and you can see the force of it kind of spin it back, and it kind of looks as if... And it immediately... And, and its attention comes right on you, Belressa. And then the second blast comes right, and, and as it comes towards it, you can see it just raise its arm as if it's learning and, and blocks it with its other arm. All done? Yes. All right. Jeshi. Uh, move up next to 14. Okay. And I cast Bless at level 2. Uh, and I'll put it on Thorcum Kins. Thorcum, Kins, Belrissa, Vin. And that's it. Right. I hold right there. Okay. Kins, you're up. Alright. Giant Eagle is gonna swarm at this thing. Oops. Go. Charm. Charm. Hello. Caca. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna first on my multi attack beak. Uh, 17 to hit. Plus one D4. Plus one D... 17 hits. You want me to roll the D4? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, four damage. Piercing damage. Okay, four damage. Got it. And then second attack the talons, which I may... Yes, I'm going to roll my D4 just because... Just because... Jesse, Jesse blessed me. All right, that's 10 to hit. Oh. <laughs> 10 does not hit. <laughs> and then I'm going to uh, classic Kin's Eagle fly up in the sky. Have, uh, I'll, I'll move back a little. I'll move, I'll move to the side over here, but up in the sky. Uh, okay. Um, as you move away, it's going to use its reaction to opportunity attack on you. Mm -hmm. 
and that's going to be uh, 22 to hit. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> and that's going to be 17 bludgeoning damage. Oh, snap! Okay, I pop out of my eagle form, and oh, I guess I fall. And, yeah, and, and I need you to make a con save. Okay. As the eagle or Actually, as the uh, druid? Sorry, I just realized that that's set up incorrectly. I need you to make a... No, you're flying, right? I'm flying, okay. yeah, so I'm going to... At disadvantage, I need you to make a strength save in your normal form, I suppose? Yeah, so you're, you're okay. flying away like... And, and it just punches you out of midair. And you just, In the beak. And you just fly no. back. So disadvantage, strength saving throw. All right. Okay, that's one. Come on, second. We, we, oh, are, wait, not a strong, we are not a strong group. All right, oh, that's 10. Negative one. Okay, strength. so. Is uh, my bless done or does no, that No, it's still going. Yes, plus one D4. Okay, Is hold on. I'm going to add. Other than the Jeshi grappled? Mm, what are you talking <laughs> about? Kids is just fine, okay? Okay, that's a, an 11. But <laughs> You're, uh. Oh, my sound is being all. Well, where were you, too? Because you might get my. If you're within 10 feet, you might my uh, plus, plus well, I don't know. Two. I'm falling out of the sky. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's what happens. And so I'm. You're not, you're not even close to making the saves. So <laughs> don't, don't but worry. I'm also uh, not a druid, or I'm a druid you, now. You pop back out <laughs> yeah. of eagle form, and you basically go flying through the air as oh, this no. thing knocks you back, and you tumble over this little cliff, and you're oh, you're God. prone you're prone on the ground at the bottom of this little like five foot incline. Uh, and you're you're just the the wind is knocked out of you. You're seeing so stars. Cool. This this thing just punched an eagle out of the out of midair. Eagle you're, you're, you're looking around. You you, fi- you your wits get about you, and you're like, where is everybody? Like, what is happening right now? Because you can't see them because you're on the ground underneath All this little cliff myself. thing. I like yeah. to imagine you're still flapping your arms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, that's my turn, I guess. That, yeah, that's gonna end your turn. Okay, it's the uh, mysterious uh, constructs turn. So let's mysterious see. construct. <laughs> Eyebrows totally inverted. <laughs> yeah, it has these two pieces of metal that just go, <laughs> and its eyes glow way redder as, as this all as this all happens. Okay, uh, what is the distance from right here? to right there oh god okay it is going to uh, oh. it's going to use its charge ability and it is it's basically starts running at the group of you full speed uh, and you can you can hear it like and it just like like the ground underneath it like pushes down and, and, and the stone shatters a little bit as the weight of this creature just like launches itself into a full sprint and it basically just body checks 14 and uh, and Vinadil and it's going to end up right there and so it's going to basically make a uh, the attack is going to be against Vinadil but the charge is going to hit 14 as well so um 
14 needs to make a strength saving throw. Plus two. Plus Does two. he have to roll an attack dice first, or is it just an auto hit if oh, you're the, in the space? Yeah, auto hit for the... Yeah, for, for that aspect of it. Uh, just a second. I'm going to get to 14's character sheet. I haven't brought this okay. up in a while. Yeah, cool. We can come back to you in a second. So on Vinadil, though, uh, it basically charges into you, and it, and it sort of body checks 14, but as it does, it like re it like plants a leg and shifts its weight and its hips twist and it comes around with like this just massive like rocket fist basically towards you, Vinadil. Uh, and it's going to make its attack against you. Uh, uh, 14 fails, but I... Oh, you've got disadvantage ready. Yeah, yeah he'll, he'll, he'll have disadvantage yeah, on this first one. Okay. Because uh, of with, the cloak. With disadvantage, he rolled two 18s. So it's uh, probably still gonna do it. So that's eight. Yeah, Unless he has a minus two. Does he have a minus two to hit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm afraid he doesn't randomly oh, have a minus okay, two. Well. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's his offhand. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. He, he accidentally swung with his left. I am left-handed. <laughs> my uh. Okay. God, my sound is like dipping in and out here. It's weird. It's super weird. There we go. Uh, does that hit? Sounds like yeah. Okay. Yeah, that hits. Great. Yeah. All right, Finn. Yeah. That is sixteen bludgeoning damage from the punch. You take an additional six from the charge ability, uh, and I need you to make a strength saving throw as well. Fourteen is knocked prone, by the way. Plus one d four plus two. Oh boy, that's gonna be made, be a make. I yeah, think. it's gonna be over. It's gonna be over twenty. Yeah, because of Jesse's stuff. And yeah, the, cool. You're you're good. You managed to uh, stand your ground for that for the first time. The these sort of the weight and the and the difficulty moving of the robot is is at your advantage as you're able to maintain your footing as the enormous weight of this uh, this giant uh, mechanism crashes into you. Uh, that's gonna Some end kind of hydraulics. its action. It's then gonna use its bonus action to uh, do a repair, which is going to give it uh, 15 hit points back. And that's gonna end 14. its turn. 14. <laughs> All right, uh, that's bringing up Thorcum. I am going to invoke cinematic advantage and Specifically, I want to look at this thing and tell the group the best place to attack it, just based on its obviously shoddy workmanship. Okay. <laughs> this piece of garbage. <laughs> this piece of garbage right here. So <laughs> judging it, lying I... with you. <laughs> Who <All> built this? <laughs> That's not exactly cinematic. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm going to see, can I, can because, I do that? Can, yeah, 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 let's talk about it. So, so that's cool ideas. Okay, so the idea is that as an, as an artificer, somebody who creates things like this, you believe that you should be able to find a weak spot and yeah. then sort of tell the party. And give the group advantage to attack this thing. Okay. I'll that's tell you, my ultimate goal. I'll tell you what, uh, the, way I would, the way I would do this is that would require your action to investigate the creature, and if you're successful, the whole group will get advantage on their attacks for the, for one round. Ooh. It is a 19 
19. You know, it was really, really difficult to figure out the uh, how to not gimbal lock the shoulder joints when you're putting him together. And you notice that as he's done a couple of punches, you can see that uh, the, the, the range of movement in that shoulder is not quite right, and you recognize that weak spot. Everybody now, as Thorcom shouts this out to you guys, you all, should you choose to target that spot, will have advantage on your attacks for this round. Or for uh, till the end of your next turn. Do it, guys. All right, uh, 14 is going to use half his movement. So 20 to get up. He's going to move to the other side of this thing. Not, oh, he's already used his reaction this round, so I don't really care. Um, And then he's going to use advantage and punch this guy. Uh, I'm not even going to worry about it. It's a 19 to hit. That hits. Nine damage. Excellent. Well, I should. I'll take the first damage, but no, it's not crit. So, yeah, uh, nine damage. And then Thorkim's actually going to take one step back. And that ends my turn. All right. That's going to close out round one. Okay, we're back in round two. Finadil, what do you got for us? All right, well, do some bramage, man. You got some advantage. Yeah, you got it. We got advantage. So I'm just trying to figure out, do I do it, stab him and run, or I am going to try to stab him then with my rapier. The old stab and run. (laughs) Stab and run. Old reliable. 27 to hit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's. uh, And then uh, 24. 24 damage again. 24 damage. Excellent. So describe how you, uh, in exchange for advantage, you got to describe how you're taking advantage of the Mm. information. I mean, I'm right there. Like, on, he just hit me with this same fist. So, like, as Thorcom's screaming it out, I'm seeing the spot and I just reach around underneath and, like, slide my sword up and, like, slice a wire or something on that arm. Nice. And then I'm going to finish a roll, disengage. And run away. <laughs> Classic Vinny. <laughs> I like I, the one time I stayed and fought with the hags. That did not end well. So uh, I'm I'm rolling through and running away. And uh, that's that's my turn. Love it. Awesome. Belrissa. Yeah. Definitely taking advantage of this advantage and blasting him. <laughs> <laughs> because there's too many people for fireball. All right. Mm, smart. So, 19 to hit. Yes, that hits. With a... 8 damage. 8 damage, okay. And then a... Oh, wait. I should roll that second just to make sure it didn't crit. No, that was a 21. Okay. Okay. Um... Good thing for advantage! Uh, mm-hmm. 12 or... 26. Ooh. That was almost a crit. That is. So 26 to hit. And did you? Oh, there you go. 12. You don't crit on a 19, do you? Not unless I cast the other hex Oh, that's thing. right. You have to have the other ca- hint, yeah. hint. <laughs> I have to be within 30 feet of him to cast it. You are, aren't you? You're not that far away. Let's see. 
Can you do that with sorcery points? Yeah, you're totally 30 feet. I am that close. I thought I was further away. Oh, okay. I will, um... You got 14 damage for that second one, right? Did I tell uh, you that? No, you didn't, but okay. I got it now. Okay. Um... Oh, it is a bonus action. So yeah, I'll use my bonus action to cast Hexblade's Curse on this Hexblade's guy. Hexblade's Curse, okay. So he is double hex. Double hex. Hex <laughs> and Hexblade. Excellent. And All then, right. now I'm running further away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I win. Yeah, All right. I'll protect you. Uh -huh. <laughs> with, with my With shield. your metal... <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, you're up, and uh, Kins, you're on deck. Okay. okay, which shoulder was it? It's his one, uh, the right. Yeah, it's his right shoulder. Okay, so I, how tall is it? Uh, probably twelve feet or so. It's it's, it's pretty it's pretty big. You pretty um, tall. but that's to its head height. So could I reach its shoulder? Um, my thought was I wanted to turn the hammer upside down and jam it into its shoulder from its <laughs> armpit. I would say... I'll, I can jump. I would say you would have to like try to like run up its leg. Oh, yeah. And then try to hit it, because you're, pretty, you're pretty short. Oh, uh, man. But it, but you would also realize that, you know, if, if the attack doesn't work out that well, things can happen. But, you know... I'm not worried. You're, you're a risk taker. Let's, let's see what you got. I was told this was the place to attack. <laughs> so do I need to jump or run up it or something? Uh, you do, you just go for it. Just go okay. ahead and make your attack roll. Plus a d4. No, I Fourteen. with advantage. Oh. Wow. Yeah, with advantage. Oh, good thing you had advantage, because yeah, that was in that one. It was a net one. <laughs> <laughs> Our viewers can't see the dice rolls yet, so yeah, that uh, he just rolled a net uh, one, know, but he had I advantage because that. of because of Thorcum's uh, ability there or, or move that he did. So uh, fourteen still doesn't hit though, unless you've got that's that's total right because you don't. That's total, yeah. That's yeah. total. Okay, yeah. You, you uh, so you so you run up it and you slip a little bit actually. It's it's a little bit kind of oily on one of the legs. And you jump up and you kind of like do a little bit slip and you go up and, and, and you try your best to, to hit, but you don't quite close a distance, but you do manage to, uh, to land on your feet. Kinda All right. On my way down, I'll take a, just a regular swing, no advantage at its right foot. Okay. 17. That hits. All right. Uh, 13 crushing damage. Is it undead? Uh, no, it is not. Okay. Uh, I smite it at first level. Okay. Click my click my buttons right. Hold on. You hear that, Jesse? It's not undead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 12, Twelve radiant damage. Twelve radiant. Okay. And then I will. So who got hit? Kins got hit. I went flying. And Vin got hit. Mm -hmm. Pretty hard. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're all okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm all a right. druid now. I'll just uh, I'll uh, I'll hold there. I'll hold there. Okay, Kins, you're up. All right, so I I can't see anything over this wall, cliff thing. Uh, like I can't see well, the thing. Well, no, it's uh the wall's about five feet high and kind of sloped, um, and that thing's pretty big. You can definitely see him from where you are. And you could climb up, you could kind of scurry up that thing. It would count as difficult terrain. So it would take you, let's see, uh, it would take you 15 feet to get from yes, where you are to the so top Yes, so then of it. if I go like right here, so that would be 15, oh, wherever, you know, the yeah, squares yeah. are yeah. <laughs> the, where they are. <laughs> um, so that would be my full movement because it, it'll take, I'm prone. I'm going to, it's right, I'm yeah, prone. Yeah, yeah, you're prone. So okay. 15 to get 15 up and 15. 15 to climb the hill. All right. Um, I am going to use my action to use my epic Grovekeeper shield, and I'm going to cast Wall of Thorns. Um, so it's gonna like basically run through this this thing like straight line. I would do a circle and be epic, but y'all are around it, so I don't want to hurt y'all. So I just want to do like a straight, like for, right from where I'm looking at it, just straight line, um, a wall of thorns. Wait, hold on. Let me see. Let me see distance, because I don't want to like hurt y'all either. Uh, I'll just make it like 30 feet, like this. Can you see my line? Like that's kind of like what I want to do. Yeah, totally. Uh, 30 feet of wall that is 30 feet long, 10 feet high, five feet thick. Um, and with that, when the wall appears, each creature must make a deck saving throw. Hold up, where is it? Yep, yeah, I'm reading it. Okay, so it needs to make a deck save against your spell save DC. The Grove Keeper! My spell save DC is 16. Oh my gosh, now I'm nervous. Uh, it, rolls, <laughs> it rolls a 12. Hi! Okay, uh, so that'll take a failed save, 7d8 piercing damage. 7d8. 7d8, yeah, yep. man, that's a lot of damage. So, while you were rolling this, forever when I was watching Critical 37. Roll, and somebody would say like 7d8, I always thought it was the number 78. Yeah. <laughs> or like that, and I'm like, so that would be wild, 78. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's 37 piercing damage. Wow, that was that's, a good roll. That's nice. That, yeah, I, that was great. Very, very nice. Okay, uh, so you moved, you cast your, your wall of thorns. So that's a concentration spell. Uh, so yes, 10 it, minutes. Yeah, it would be helpful if you could draw basically where it oh, is. Oh, yeah, the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should be able mm-hmm. to use the lines and kind of kind of draw it out. Because I think it's basically, let's see, when the wall appears, each creature within the area. Uh, oh, wait, is the rectangle bad? Oh, shoot. Hold on. The rectangle's fine. What is oh. the area? Because it's five feet. It's, a, so it's five feet five. wide, but I can't really see. It's basically Hold like on. a kind of a lightning bolt style thing. It's it's yeah. five. There's options. One of them is sort of a circular version, but this one is more of like a straight shot, just five feet wide. Uh, it's 10 feet high and 60 feet long. Okay, the problem is that I can't see like how long this is, so I'm gonna have to... I will make the wall as sure. we keep yep, going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no rush. 
Uh, I'm just trying. Let's see. Okay, a creature can. Well, it says up to, so like I don't want it to be the full sixty. Okay. I'm just looking like, what does it do if it starts its turn there? I, it probably takes the damage when its turn starts, right? Or is it when it's no? Well, it's when the wall is made. So what I just did was when it erupts and it goes through it. So if it ends its, if it passes through or ends its turn, it probably takes more damage. But it takes some movement penalty. Four feet. The first time a creature enters the wall on a turn or ends its turn there, the creature. Okay, it only ever takes the damage once. Right. From what I unless it's like, yeah. Unless it decides to just to stay in the wall and just be in there. Yeah, yeah. Just runs through it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So. It's the it's the thing's turn, so it is going to. Here, I'll just draw it. This. Yeah. Um, there you go. That nice. Because yeah. I don't want it to be the full sixty feet. I want it to be half of that. Cool. Interesting. Okay. Uh, it is going to, in response to barely being able to move it's going to use its turbocharge ability. And you can see that all the little gears and kind of like, like spinning sort of uh, mechanisms start to whir and spin and and you see like its eyes light up and it's like this blue energy starts to sort of like mist out from its, uh, from its joints. And it just, it, it leans down, Jeshi, kind of in your direction mm. and pushes off and just and just just erupts out of the the, the thorn wall, and uh, it does move. It basically runs right past you, so you can get uh, an opportunity attack if you want to. Ooh, I'll take a swing. Advantage. Yeah. Uh, uh, the advantage was till the end of your next turn. So yeah. you still have it. Didn't he already use it though? Yeah, but this would be still within that that turn. No, it's fine. No, I can't reach over. it. It's anyway. not the end of the round. Oh, it's, it's oh. One, yeah, everybody got one turn of, of advantage. Uh, yeah. 17 to hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 17 hits. 14 got 17 as well. Seven damage. Excellent. Smite that. Smite seven, him. Seven crushing. No, I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. Seven, seven crushing. Seven more. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, so it basically like runs full speed past Jeshi and is going to plow into Vinadil and Belarissa. <laughs> Uh, and is actually going to basically kind of end up over here. And um, so that's going to have... So, Vinadil, you're just going to make the strength save to see if the charge knocks you over or not, but uh, no damage associated with that. And then Belrissa is going to... It's going to be an attack roll. So with its um, turbocharge ability... It can use its slam attack as a bonus action. So after it turbocharges, it gets a AC bonus, doubles its speed. It's basically like kind of like a haste. Uh, and then it's going to use its bonus action to punch Belrissa in the face. Great. <laughs> oh my god. And that is going to be a 21 to hit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shield, cast shield reaction for that. Okay. And I'm going to shrug it off. Uh, excellent. They're here. (laughs) 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 
Uh, and then let's see. It is going to uh, Vin. Oh, and uh, oh, the attack misses. So, <coughs> Vin, you made your strength save. Oh yeah, you. Uh, no, that's, no, I that's did not. A very low number. <laughs> no, no, I did not make my strength save. So I'm I'm on the ground. Uh, so yeah, you're prone, Belrissa. You're good. It's going to use the rest of its movement to. Is it going to do that? Rest of its movement? Yeah. Uh, no, it's good. It's going to stay right there. Okay, that's going to end its turn. Uh, Thorkum, you're up. I cast Heat Metal. Okay. No save. Just takes uh, 2d8. Okay. Just five right now. Uh, and then let me see. Fourteen can reach him. Oh yeah, even even with the wall thorns, fourteen can scoot around. So he's gonna come up there and punchy punchy. Oh nice, thirteen damage, twenty two to hit. Uh, so fourteen's punches, twenty two to hit and 13 damage got it uh it doesn't seem to really give a shit about your heat metal just kind of shrugs it off nothing happens mother of god Mm. you can see that you can literally see the metal heating up uh... (laughs) classic all right all right uh Y'all done, Thorkum? Yep. Finadil. Ah, okay. Well, I'm going to go and uh, back up to here. Shoot it with my crossbow. Oh, oh, that's a net 20. Hey, nice nice one. Um... Ooh. So that's 10, 15 plus 30. So 45. 45 damage? Nice. Yeah. All right, Vin, tell us how this goes here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, after it just slammed into us, uh, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of saw it. I'm going to say I saw another part of it that, uh, right underneath its like neck and got out and just kind of like one shot there to try to take out a little cord, cable, whatever sinew thing and uh, disconnect its head from its body. And so one one bolt and uh, <laughs> kind of strings through it just like oil or whatever, just guys kind of go spurting up, whatever the, whatever its juices are on the inside. I don't know what juices? I don't, I don't know what it's yeah. robot. How long have you been a robot? <laughs> okay. I still don't understand. I spill its juices. Vin targets its robot juices. That's right. With, yeah, uh, no, with a magical there. crossbow bolts. Got it. Okay. <laughs> All right, so this thing... It's epic, uh, it's epic the way it does. Yeah, this, this thing has started to sort of like shake a little bit. The, the, the turbocharge ability seems to have put a lot of stress on it, and 14 runs over and cracks it, and, and, and Belrissa is able to deflect its attack, and it kind of loses its balance a little bit. And Vin, you see, you see that same spot, and you, you kind of 
reach over and, and you dip around the wall and, and you can see it, you hone in and your crossbow bolt hits that exact spot and the, the actual head of the thing just sort of kind of flies off and ju- robot juices are spraying <laughs> everywhere. Yes. It's a mess. Uh, and, <laughs> and all of a sudden the thing just sort of convulses and just just sort of collapses into into a pile of parts on the ground. Belrissa, you're standing right there. Mm-hmm. As the parts collapse, and it and it does collapse, it's as if whatever magic was holding it together, whatever whatever binds were were sort of uh, making this thing work, just co- all 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 of it just almost falls apart. And inside of it, you can see five or six of these bright metal chrome almost tiny little spiders probably about the size of uh, maybe three or four inches across Uh, they all crawl out of various parts one of them crawls out of the empty helmet one of them crawls out from the chest where you can see there's this glowing kind of core like orb in the middle of it and it just sort of climbs around it with these little metallic robotic spider like limbs and it, and it crawls out onto the ground and one of them actually kind of turns and looks in your direction and the eyes light up and as soon as they do they, they dim out again and all these things just start scattering in different directions. What do you do? Did one of them take the core that was in it? Nope. They didn't take anything with them. They just all crawled out of the body of this thing uh, and, and have just seemingly scattering at random. And he yelled, Robot spiders! And blast them. <laughs> blast them. <laughs> yes. blast what do you do? Spiders, yeah. What does Belrissa do? She sets them on fire. <laughs> Set the spiders on fire. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Blast them. Kill them with no. fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rhetorical question. Uh-huh. We all know what she's going to do. I mean, I could firebolt them, but then I can only target one. Mm. So I'm going to blast two of them. Okay. <laughs> uh, do I still have bless? Is yes. that for is that for attack? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's a D four. So mm-hmm. fourteen to hit. A fourteen hits. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. So thir- thirteen damage yeah. there. Thirteen damage. All right. So the first eldritch blast. Uh, Belrissa kind of reaches out her arm and, 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 and your wrist kind of twists and your, your fingers snap up and a, and a beam of, of dark twisting souls shoots out and smashes into this little robot spider and it just psh, it, parts just go flying everywhere and into, into the all over the place. Okay. Yeah. One more? One more spider is going down. Oh. 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 <laughs> no, no. That was a one. Ah. So you shoot, there's one of them that's kind of scattering almost in your direction. It's the one that looked at you. And you uh, you reach down after blasting the first one and you know this big smile on your face and <laughs> you reach down and you shoot your second blast at it. And right as you do that, it literally like jumps out of the way like it's intelligent enough to, to dodge your attack. And it bolts towards you and start scurrying up your leg no. and you can feel the, the the legs of this thing are are basically like stabbing you like like they're like it's like crawling 
up your leg and it runs about halfway up just above the knee and it's got these metallic uh you know pincers essentially and it just jams them into the side of your leg and it's just 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 really piercing excruciating pain and then as soon as it does the lights in its eyes fade and it just just completely powers down and just falls off your leg completely inert my robot poisoned and the rest of them seem to be gone at this point and that's going to end combat What the? I start smashing. I start stomping on the spider. And investigate this thing. Uh, Jesse Kins, can you, what did it, did that thing just bite you? Yes. And then die? Maybe I was the poison one. Is the wound, well, yeah, maybe you killed it. I have often wondered I would believe that. (laughs) If a robot ghost spider bit my knee. <laughs> and I'm, but I'm happy to, you know, be secondhand to this. Wait, often? Can I? Yes, very often. Can I uh, investigate your the bite? Yes, please take a look at this. Sure. Yeah. Twenty three. Make, make sure it's not like infected. All right. Uh, Thorcom was the first to sort of rush up. Uh, Thorcom, what are you doing? What are you looking at specifically? I'm picking through for salvage. Okay. You so. The, the robot yeah got it so you're you're just checking out the thing so uh it's very it, it's not that far off to like vinadil for example in terms of some of the materials clearly some of the parts of this were used to be uh, a mixture of of you know warforged like mechanics um things that you recognize you know the typical way you would build a, a construct like this golems um but some of them are just haphazard and just shoddy uh, whether it was done quickly in haste or maybe just without that much skill or, or attention to detail, uh, there are various massive weaknesses in, in the parts used in the creation of this thing. Uh, inside it, you look at there. there's what clearly resembles the core of 13 and 14, kind of that, that same design, but it's smaller and it is obviously a poor imitation. Somebody has tried to recreate what only you and your fellow artificers really know how to do and uh, didn't, didn't quite get it right. Um, it's, it, it, it definitely had some power, but it seemed relatively short-lived here. Um, Salvage-wise, you're looking at a bunch of random metals, you know, n- nothing of major value that you can see unless you wanted to take all the steel. I'll take the core um kind of rip it free of its housing i'm not really interested in the metal okay uh so as you're doing that uh jesse you've run up to belrissa what are you doing yeah just scoping out the old knee wait let me see it yeah i'll do a reflex test all right make a medicine check Nothing wrong here. <laughs> seven. All right, roll the seven. It, it really hurts. Uh, it, the good yeah, knee. I mean, it hurts, but you know, being stabbed with sharp metal objects tends to hurt. Um, but Jesse mm. doesn't doesn't find anything. Uh, you know, you, you bend. You know, he offers to bandage up the the wound and stop the bleeding and whatnot, like like anyone would. Um, otherwise, it seems pretty normal. All right, I'm gonna pick up the spider that I stomped on. Okay. 
So is it? I I know nothing about my machinery, but I'm gonna examine <laughs> sure it anyway. Sure, it's made out of metal. Uh, <laughs> ma- yeah, make an investigation check. Four. <laughs> yep, it's uh, as you as you pick it up, it's it actually like almost almost like a you know a real spider when it dies like the like the legs still twitch a little bit you know as you as you pick it up and you kind of instinctively like almost drop it but uh, and then it it stops moving and it's very sharp like literally all of the the parts of the the little joints of the legs they're very meticulous uh, in comparison to the giant hulking thing, which is obviously made, not made poorly, but haphazardly. Uh, this thing is very intricate. It's very, it's very, very well done. Even you can can tell that. But other than that, you, this is it's this is like completely alien to you. You have no idea what you're looking at. I'm gonna bring it over to Thorcum. Thorcum, robot spider bit me. What is this? Imagera. Do you make these? They're no. bad. Okay. Were they like? I'll take it. Were they controlling this guy, or just like living in him? Do you I don't know. What can I tell from the spider? Uh, make an investigation check. I will do that. Oh, it's not one. I know nothing. I'm too involved in what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say actually that you you reach out and take it from her, and it cuts you. And you're just, I, I imagine Thorcum kind of getting probably pissed off <laughs> about that. And, you know, you're busy, you're distracted with the core and, and you reach out and try to grab this thing. And it's just like, it, you just throw it down on the ground probably. And, and uh, yeah, I can't, can't tell much from it. So, Belrissa, you're, I, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, go no, ahead. go ahead. What you got? I was just, I wanted to go back to the gate and not if things are settled i want to understand anything i can about why the undead would have like just stopped mm-hmm. is there a magic is it like what is, what's going on yeah make a uh, make a perception check this is very important to me 14 i'm going to give you advantage on this jeshi you can feel your hammer begin to hum a little bit 16 you walk up to the door, and despite, you know, this sort of instinct telling you what obvious dangers are behind this door, you reach out anyway and you pull it back open again. And sure enough, everything inside has retreated and gone back to that frozen stasis. Back to whatever dreamlike state these things are living in. And what you perceive is that although these things are your sworn enemy, the thing that you, your whole life, have been sworn to destroy and eradicate, as you look, as the the sun finally rises above the sandstone hills behind you, and the golden light of the morning just sort of starts to burn off the dew and the and the mist. There's this beauty to it, this feeling of compassion for 
these souls who, for whatever reason, are trapped. And we'll go ahead and end tonight's session there. The machine destroyed the path to the desert ahead of you, through the mountains. Stillgate behind you. Well done. Mm. I mean... Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Eagle punch! <laughs> no! I was not expecting that! <laughs> Poor Eagle. Man. Eagle yeah, not many hit points. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I didn't roll high for that man. one. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Eagle oh, Punch man. will have to be a. Uh, also, a I'm going to have to rewatch the Raikkonen rant many times. <laughs> oh, man, I can't. To, to get all of the. It's like. I can't with that dude. All of the That's like my dream. And... I'm like, look at all these names, proper nouns. Oh yeah, you're like, what was the dragon? What was the dragon? That was Jesse. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I know it was Jesse, but it's also you as well. Till next week. Good luck with your bad plans. <laughs> <laughs>